Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. I'm Justin Bull in for Aaron Allen, and this is The Rundown. Illinois has a long history of political corruption, from convicted governors like Rod Blagojevich and George Ryan, to disgraced congressmen like Aaron Schock and Dennis Hastert, to city aldermen like Willie Cochran and Edward Oliak. Honestly, I could keep going. There's a super long Wikipedia page on this topic. I urge you to check it out. But all of that is just to say that now there is a new chapter in Illinois corruption history. Four former executives and lobbyists at ComEd, the electric utility company, were found guilty on every count they faced related to a wide-ranging government bribery scheme. Yesterday, jurors convicted the four of bribing former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan with jobs and contracts for his political friends in exchange for favorable legislation in Springfield. All of us agree that lobbying is necessary for our legislators to be educated. This is not lobbying. That's the voice of a member of the jury, Amanda Schnitker-Sayers, a Logan Square veterinarian. She ultimately put the blame on Madigan. Our perception was that he really did um, cause this all to to happen. Um, If it wouldn't have been for him, then um, these people would not have been in a position that they would need to, to commit crimes in the first place. Illinois' powerful former House Speaker was not on trial here, but he will be. He faces his own racketeering and bribery trial next year. Prosecutors built their case around valuable contracts that ComEd issued to Madigan's precinct captains and political friends at Madigan's request. We're disappointed with the verdict and we will appeal. That's Scott Lasser, an attorney for one of the defendants. After the verdicts, acting U.S. Attorney Morris Pascal said he hopes the case sends a message to the lawmakers in Illinois' capital. We, meeting the feds, have been prosecuting public corruption for a long time. And it seems like a lot of people are slow getting the message. Hopefully, this, the, convic- the convictions in this case, the guilty verdicts, will bring that message home clearer so people perhaps will think twice before they start down that path. All the reporting you just heard was from my colleague Dave McKinney. And a final note, ComEd is currently an underwriter on WBEZ. There was a new local office on the ballot this last election, police district councils. You elected three community members for each police district in Chicago. Well, those new council members were all sworn in yesterday. Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson addressed them. These miraculous individuals have made history to unite our city around values that we were raised on. My colleague Nareda Moreno reports the councils were created to provide community oversight of a police department long plagued by abuse scandals. Their goal is to curb police abuses and increase police effectiveness against crime. Each council member will serve four-year terms. Employees in the Illinois House Speaker's Office are trying to unionize. The two dozen employees are citing low pay, rigid work environments, and other grievances. But my colleague Alex Degman reports that their situation is legally murky. The new workers' rights amendment in the state constitution does allow all workers to unionize. But General Assembly employees are left out of collective bargaining laws. So the Illinois Labor Relations Board, which oversees those laws, doesn't have jurisdiction. 
This is uncharted territory. That's according to Dr. Robert Bruno, a professor of labor and employment relations at the U of I. There would seem to necessitate perhaps another body uh, to, to administer this. Otherwise, you're going into court. The Speaker's office said it won't voluntarily recognize the union, but that it also won't stand in their way if they seek other legal remedies. And now for a few quick hits. Mayor Lori Lightfoot wants to use the shuttered South Shore High School to temporarily house the influx of asylum-seeking migrants arriving in Chicago. Block Club only has a few details, but Lightfoot's office is organizing a community meeting on the plan for 6 p.m. Thursday. That's tomorrow. Divi Bikes will now be made available across the city of Chicago. The city's Department of Transportation announced that it installed 100 new Divi stations in neighborhoods previously shut out of the program. 250 more stations are on the way. And finally, big news for the tattoo curious, or better yet, maybe the tattoo intimidated. Chicago's very first semi-permanent tattoo studio opened this week in the West Loop. It's called Ephemeral, and the biodegradable ink lasts on your skin for one to three years. In the weather, another cool, windy, and partly cloudy day today. High near 50 degrees in the afternoon. That's it for now. Later today, there's nothing quite like a cold glass of Chicago tap water, right? Well, unfortunately, unless your apartment or your house is relatively new, you probably have lead pipes. Chicagoans had to install, mandatorily had to install lead pipes in their homes until 1986 when the feds banned it across the country. That's Axios reporter Monica Ang. And if you live in Chicago and think this issue does not apply to you, she says you're probably wrong. I talk with Monica about why Chicago is America's lead pipe capital and whether our new mayor is planning to do anything about it. That's today at 2 p.m. I'm Justin Bull, and I'll talk with you then.